Would you care to step outside? We need to do this. Warning, PC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Brings are back, bitches! What is up, everybody? It is Friday night, and we are streaming live on Twitch here on DC on RMD Titans Edition on Rain Man Digital. If you're not watching us on Twitch, you should just search Rain Man Digital on Twitch and check us out when we're live. And as always, you can check out any of our past episodes of DC on RMD or any other Rain Man Digital shows via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify by, again, searching DC on RMD. Or you can head out to Patreon and throw us some ducats and help us keep the lights on here. And as always, I am your host, Steven. And tonight I have Paul Duckets. Duckets. And David. How's it going? David Duckets. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we are going to be breaking down season three, episode 10 of Titans, titled Troubled Water, directed by Larnell Stovall, who has directed some episodes this season, and written by Melissa Brides. Um,. And holy hell, was there a lot going on again a lot. this week? This is a jam-packed episode, so we got a lot to cover. But before we get into it, I did want to highlight an article that I saw from comicbookresource.com, which sometimes I get some good news from, and sometimes it's a bunch of clickbaity bullshit. But this time, it was interesting because our dear, uh, lovely actor, Jay Lycurgo, who plays Tim Drake on Titans... Um, kind of gave a little bit of hints um, about suiting up as Robin. And he didn't give too many details other than, here's what he said, and I quote, I can't really get into it. The excitement for fans to see or not see or when it happens, it will be such a surprise and an exciting moment. I won't get into too much except Tim Drake is a Robin. It's only a matter of time before it happens. It's just a matter of when. So, little cagey. I mean, yeah, the, the only way this kid wasn't getting in a suit is if they kill him before it happens. Right. And they yeah. already tried that. They already tried it. Right. So let's let's hope that we might see him suit up maybe by end of year or end of season, I guess. Well, I mean, were. yeah, it, it sounds like it sounds like it happened, like he filmed it, right? Yeah. So at some point this season. L- let's hope. I mean, it was it was a it was a nebulous, wishy washy kind of response, but as fans, we know it's going to happen, and now we have confirmation somewhat that it's going to happen, and we're not going to see him killed off. So that's good. That's good. I want to see more Robin action. So the episode, um, I want to get rid of the, some of the low-hanging fruit first because there was kind of two big plot points, but one thing that carried over from the last episode was Donna coming back from the dead, and she actually comes back from uh, to Gotham, and and gets kind of uh, sidetracked by Lydia, the Amazonian, I don't know what you'd call her. Nanny. Nanny. Yeah. yeah that, or yeah. mentor or teacher. Okay. But she's kind of, especially with her name, she's like Aunt Lydia from Handmaid's Tale. And she's kind of bitchy like that woman. Yeah. Actually, you got a good So play. I, you know. I, got a hell of a kick. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Lydia, but, um. 
it was it was I think, a, I think Lydia has had a troubled existence and she's just trying to watch out for everyone she can. Yeah, but but she, she's kind of a bitch about it. She's kind of a bitch. She clearly wasn't sure how uh Donna made it back. I mean, none of us are truly sure, but we have some big assumptions that it's Raven. Um we well, I mean, kind of do. Technically, they found the bridge, right? The bridge was a rumor, and they found it, and they crossed it, and like that's that. But but, but I think Raven, or I think it was always there. Like Hank knew about the bridge, and he was there before either of the other two. But the problem well, is, is not. It, the Amazonians don't know, so mm. that's probably. I think it's kind of. So we could cut like five gonna... minutes out of this episode if she just said there was a bridge, Lydia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if they had cut that five minutes out of Lydia's crazy, the, the whole scene was kind of weird to me. Um, it was a little jarring, I felt, because it kept going into these, like, cur- like right now, and then it would go into these weird kind of almost dream sequences where you didn't know if she was there or not. Yeah, it was very bizarre. I don't know if they were trying to go for the fact that Lydia was using maybe some Amazonian magic. Maybe, yeah. To, to kind of disorient Donna. And kind of keep her, basically keep the advantage for her mm-hmm. while she's fighting Donna. But I wish they would have actually, if they were trying to show that this is Amazonian magic at play, I wish they would have shown it more, especially mm-hmm. in last episode where we got to actually see Raven being trained by the Amazonians. Yeah. So I kind of understood that basically, well, maybe they're trying to say that the Amazonians have magical abilities and mystical powers in this in this particular universe yeah i i don't think that's super like important as as the takeaway i think it's like okay well you just came back from the dead we try that like every chance we get but it rarely works so like this is a special situation and now you're just running back into gotham which on a good day is gotham but like also has this shit going on right now so like let's just make sure that you fresh back from the dead don't just get killed again Mm -hmm. well hey i think i think the whole thing was just kind of like a like a stress test donna held her own and i mean she cut a freaking log in half perfectly with that sword so for me, that was the highlight of that entire scene. Um, you could have skipped five minutes of that and just showed me showed showed me her cutting that tree, and I would have been happy because it just looked cool. Um, but you know, another thing that that kind of was a takeaway from around that same point in the episode was that Gar was down there tinkering around in Bruce's stuff. And finds his journals, which, God, he's a snoopy little bastard, but he's I mean, also... That's, 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 that's what you do in a dead that's man's what, house. That's you what look at everything. <laughs> everything. You go through all of his yes. shit. So he found the journal, which clearly has references to the Lazarus pit yep. and a bunch of different symbols and God knows what else is in there. I got really excited Probably drawings about of Catwoman naked. I was hope, like, like, <laughs> Jack, like Jack from Titanic drawing uh, What's-Her-Face. No, he just yeah. all of a sudden flips some pages. There's there's Zatanna naked. There's Batwoman. There, mm-hmm. There's there's mm-hmm. Catwoman naked. <laughs> yeah. So, but the other thing that left us kind of hanging is where where it's chest up. Who's who? Beth. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know if the audience can hear Mike, so I'm going to stop responding to him. <laughs> Mike, the peanut gallery. Uh, we Bruce. Where the hell was Bruce? I so, think that's what really bothered me the most yeah. about that this moment. Well. I overlooked it for this episode because I know that they'll, they have to actually say where the heck is Bruce. They have to. Because 
where we last left off, Donna was saving Bruce from the burning castle. Yes. So what does she do? Just dump him outside and leave? That's why I have a problem with it. That clump of things is like, like we we saw like the black smoke, whoosh, whoosh, nightcrawler, raven, whatever Mm -hmm. bullshit when she was in the castle last episode saving Bruce. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, you know, what happened with that? I don't know. Bruce is probably alive now. Moving on. Um, why is she walking to Gotham? Exactly. Why, and not, you know, I'm sure we'll get there uh, as she it, the discussion goes, but like, or at least big jumps like Superman boy. Or lasso uh, jump swing thing. Yes, something. But like, also, why would she need to do that if she's just got Raven teleporting? Because like Raven's also in Gotham. Like, or, why didn't they go together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, like, if she, split up when you get there, sure. But, like, why, why are you going separate? So, if she rescued Bruce and she took a flight back, did she take commercial air flight or did she take one of Bruce's jets? Yeah, because, like, that wasn't how, this country. And yeah. also, if, the, if she did, that's a hell of a fast flight. I mean, to get from where she was to outside of Gotham. I mean, we all all we know for sure is that the last episode took place after Tim died. We don't know how much like time we don't know, but let's be honest. I mean, Bruce yeah, is going like a day top. Bruce is going to have like a like a G seven hundred Gulfstream G seven hundred. He's going to be maxing that out, and he's going to get here fast. He could probably do that in seven hours. Yeah, but in all honesty, I mean, like even if they just say she flew here, I could buy that. Because that's where Donna's powers. Okay, so or like fly all the way in. At least, yeah. <laughs> at least, at least show it, so, just a little bit. Because like her just walking into Gotham, I'm like going, she walked all this way. She <laughs> swam. Do? And, you know, but I had a problem with the fact that we we didn't pick up kind of with the Bruce thing, and that's an opening uh, or, or a hole, a little bit of a hole. Um, also, doesn't matter at all. But I'm gonna say it. I thought her coat was like part of the like train like limbo what time period is this aesthetic i didn't expect her to still have it i don't like it for her at, at least i'm not the, that's a good i'm, I'm happy i'm not insight. the only one i'm not the only one that you saw that detail but as i said i tried to actually overlook there was there was a good couple plot holes i'm not gonna well no i'm not gonna say holes just a little divots, divots. yeah that basically because okay. like we, the answers could be coming because like the story of, since the last episode the story of donna is actually pretty damn interesting i do want to see what is the point I because agree. like at this point uh, it seems like they're gearing up for donna to be the leader of the titans or a leader of some capacity, of some based, capacity. Ba- based on what Lydia said to her, you know, yeah. you, you are here to lead and you're, you exactly. can bring two people, you're, you're of two peoples. Um, so, so yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. I'm really interested in, in Gar doing his detective work though, and finding Bruce's journals. Uh, is he going to be the one that connects the dots between Jason and the Lazarus pit? Or are we going to have to have Bruce come in to connect those dots for the team? Well, you'd figure that Dick would know about it. Um, I I feel like at this point, it's all just kind of like, you know, sprinklings of world building. Like he could yeah. be aware of it or not. It doesn't really matter unless somebody else dies because everybody who's died is back at this point. We don't we don't yeah. need a not way. Everybody, to, Hank is still. Yeah, he's gone. Not with there us. Were, there were no, interviews. he's he's there having an adventure with his with Don. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in limbo, and that's in where he's going to stay. So Hopefully. I wanted to get we all that stuff David. out of the way. Stop talking. 
I wanted to get all that stuff out of the way and, and, and get into some of the meat, which is really this master plan of Scarecrow's that just when you think his plan wasn't much of a plan, he surprises you. Like the guy had <laughs> yeah. contingencies within contingencies yeah, within contingencies. It's like that is I, I like the the obvious thing, I guess, that like villains should do. Because like you go up against Batman once. He foils your plan and breaks your you arms. You should learn You something. go to the hospital and then you go to jail. Then, like, you escape from jail. You're going to try to do another plan. That plan needs – part of that plan needs to be Batman stopping you so that the plan can continue from that point. And, like, that's what that's what this plan had. Right. And, and in this – in his particular big grandioso plan, because he figured out a way to take the Batman chess piece off the table – he doesn't have to worry about that aspect and he knows everything about everybody else and mm-hmm. knows everything about Bruce. We've never seen anything like this that I can recall. Um, it, it, not this depth or this deep and, 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 and wide in terms of a master plan by one of the rogues galleries. It's, it's really, really interesting. Um, he's clearly uh, still manipulating the hell out of Jason. I mean, it's, it's what it's, Jason's like insecurities and just like having nowhere else to go and mm-hmm. no one else to turn to shines so bright in the fact that he's still like associating with Crane, let alone following the plan. Right. He, that that yeah. is what has me really confused but interested at the same time is like the 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 choice of Jason jumping back and forth, whether like making us question, is he wanting redemption or is he not? He's here, isn't he? Yeah. And, and, and then you also get to, the, at this point you get to basically, Oh, he, well, he's, he's here somehow. It's, I mean, to, to Paul's point at the end of the day, he wants his comeuppance. He wants his, well, and- his recognition for something, no matter what that something is, and and here's somebody that's giving him the attention, putting him up on a pedestal, lifting him up, even though it's all for all the wrong reasons. At at the beginning of that that scene with them together at the garage, mm-hmm. uh, like one of Jason's opening lines is like, they were this close to taking me back. And like, is that part of the plan or is that just Jason genuinely being upset that Scarecrow fucked up his redemption? I think it's genuine. I think he yeah. is Which is like a weird conflicted. thing to say like to the guy that... Like, because if the Titans take him back, then, like, they're all against Scarecrow because, mm-hmm. like, that's how it works. So, like, telling but, the guy that you are currently allied with that your enemies that you wanted to be pals with again so that he could be your enemy. Like, it's just a weird, it's a weird It's a weird situation. Dy- yeah, it's a weird dynamic, but it just also speaks to how insanely intelligent and experienced um, Crane is with the human mind and behavioral cognitive behavioral psychology and being able to manipulate this. Let's face it. He's still a young man, very young. We don't know his age exactly, but we can kind of assume, you know, late teens, I would think. Um, He's manipulating the shit out of this guy right in at, at a point of his formative years after having already been manipulated by somebody else to become a Robin. So, it's really interesting, and we start to see his real next phase of the master plan, which is this disinformation campaign. And I, I put in the notes here, because this part really, I loved every second of this, that they're going to play this video to the citizens of Gotham. And he references Edward Bernays, 
whose uncle was Sigmund Freud. And this guy got super famous and is very well known. And he's, he's referred to as the pioneer of public relations and propaganda because first and foremost, he helped convince all of America uh, and probably beyond the borders of the U S that if you, if you really wanted to be a true American, then you had to eat bacon and eggs every morning. And it drove the marketing engine behind the the pork industry to produce bacon. Like, I fucking love bacon. It worked. And that's, you know, that was years and years ago. So almost a uh, hundred plus years later, I eat the shit out of bacon almost every morning. So kudos to this guy. It worked on me. I also, you know, it tastes good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he wrote a couple of books in particular that really kind of underscore this whole this whole part of the episode with, with Crane referencing um, Bernays, he wrote a book called Crystallizing Public Opinion, which was in 1923, and Propaganda in 1928. And Crane goes on to say, an idea is the most powerful weapon we have. It's not the product, it's how you sell it. And, And what's interesting for him to say something like that, because he played in Mad Men, we saw that play out in Mad Men time and time again, but here we see it out in what we all see in our day-to-day as bullshit propaganda on any major news network, more or less. Only this was, the Titans are the bad guys, look what they've done, Red Hood is your savior. Yes. Genius. It, it is. I mean, it's a re- it, it, it's a really... When you take a step back, it's a really easy way to really make a villain look that much more powerful when he controls information. And there it is. He controlled the narrative. He controlled the narrative. And that's the most powerful, uh, just like what you said, what that statement was. It's the most powerful weapon he has. Yeah. He, it's not the gas. The gas was never actually the the oh, weapon that, of choice the liquid uh hallucinogen whatever at the end of the day scarecrow's weapon is manipulation i mean if if you even think about it in parallel what he did to jason in the end making him take down the painting and you know go go crazy over the painting of bruce right it's very similar of how his therapist slash mom manipulated him yes and what had happened in the end of that he snapped yeah and you know ended up killing her in the very end so he ended up using a a strategy that he learned from his mom a personal a personal experience and being able to (laughs) twist it and and apply it it to jason and that moment paul to your point you can see he's conflicted right like he's having these flashes of the the good moments with bruce as well as the moments that he perceived as negative because he was going to have to not be a Robin anymore. And that's what pushed him over the edge. And he stabs the shit out of that beautiful paint. Bruce well, and, is going to be pissed. The, the significance of like the painting. Yeah. Honestly, like, like, you know, to, to fans, whatever, like that, that is, that is the Wayne family painting over the fireplace. Like that is like killing a character. It, yes, it is. It is. It's killing a character and it's killing a very close meaning to Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bruce and, is going to be livid. And that's why I'm like thinking there's no turning back for Jason at this point. I don't see how there could be. It, 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 turn and Let me correct myself. Turning back as in, you know being accepted into the bat family ever again. I think he could be potentially potentially accepted by 
most, if not all of the Titans, potentially. But I don't think Bruce, unless Bruce has grown since almost killing himself. Yeah. I don't think the, the the people that, the interesting thing that I thought about was with Donna coming in and, accept, and being told that she's being accepted a leader. Currently, Dick is the leader of the Titans. He's the one yeah. that, you know, leads the group. So to me, this episode, it seems like they're trying to separate things and Jason might end up going with the other team that's led by Donna. And you'll have like the bat family, Barbara, Dick, um, Tim and all them being another Titan team that goes again, that that's maybe goes against the team of Donna. Possibly. Didn't we call Donna, Jason and somebody else making a, uh, like a secondary team? Jason. Yes. Donna. I didn't think Donna would come into play in this regard. I don't know if she will, but there's other things that happen in this episode that also makes me feel going back to our, our conspiracy theory from a couple of weeks ago that they could have a spinoff and do Red Hood and, Red the, Hood outlaws. and the Outlaws. And there were other elements in this show, which we'll get into uh, a little bit later, that make me feel like there's more seeds being planted should they want to harvest them. Yeah, but well, I mean, like, now, I wasn't here last episode. But I did Thank listen. God, <laughs> you just didn't want me because that was the perfect episode for me to vent it how was. much I hate Hank. It was. <laughs> but the the in the beginning of that show, you mentioned about that news rumor that you guys all, including myself, were not too thrilled about about Gotham reboot. Mm-hmm. This could be the the Gotham reboot because if you think about it, okay, Donna, say Donna, Jason, and Gar, and maybe we'll say. Connor and Blackfire go off Titans West Coast. The Gotham reboot that you guys were mentioning about in the last show, that's Titan that's Titans and Gotham. That's Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, Barbara probably bring in Star Starfire stays with them. Um you would just have to and if Hank and Dove come back, they they stay in Gotham. Hank can't come back. We're not sure yet, and please, I'm trying. He, he rode <laughs> off into the sunset. Leave the man be. Yeah. No, 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 no. He comes back for an episode. He better come back because I want to see him dead again. Oh, <laughs> but I, I don't see Jason leaving Gotham. I, like, I don't this either. Is, he, this I think is it, home. it's not about him leaving Gotham. I think he's going to be cast out of Gotham. I, I, don't I mean, it know. depends on who stays in Gotham. Yeah. I, I see it being like just him. I don't everyone else will leave. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too, because even when he talked to Molly, um, who it seems like she's the only one that he truly has had a deep connection with of any meaning. And she's the only one that could possibly bring him back from the brink. And you can see him hesitate a little bit, but she says, Hey, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go literally anywhere. That was his opportunity. But he is a Gothamite for better or worse. And in this case worse, but w- there was another little plot divot, if you will, in that whole scene. He called her initially, right? And and she tries to plead with him to leave. He, he hangs up. She dials him back and she didn't hit recents call back. She actually did some dialing. That means one, she knows Jason's phone number. And two, when would he have given her that phone number? 
three, that means it's probably the same phone number, which means four, this guy's been carrying the same goddamn phone around. Why weren't they tracing his location this entire time? <laughs> it's a little divot. It's a little divot. You, you turn it off when you're not using it, <laughs> when you're not calling your best friend. They could set it up so any time that phone pinged the tower, they would get his would location. Get yeah. So there's a there's a, a little divot. There's a little, there's a little divot. divot. I was very frustrated by that divot, though. But I, I appreciated going back to the master plan of of Jonathan Crane that he walks in, pours himself a nice bottle of what I would assume is probably two hundred year old scotch, <laughs> and christens the 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 house of Bruce as now Crane Manor Crane instead Manor. of Wayne Manor. I mean. And yeah. this, and that in itself, I'm, I'm now hedging my bets that Batman does make an appearance at the end because he has to. There's just, two just reasons why. The house of talking Batman about like been. where Bruce is at at this point, like he obviously the Titans vacated the the manor because like you know police and everything. So and like Bruce is still Bruce, so I'm sure he's like aware or got caught up on everything going on in Gotham as he flew back from burning castle island or whatever um but he like so he's not gonna go back to the manor because it's it's just not a good place to be right now he not also his still state yeah well he also still killed the joker and like maybe wanted uh um, maybe yeah you know we don't know and you gotta so, also remember that bruce, it, bruce at this bruce. point it makes sense that he's hiding though is, is like what, yeah, what i'm saying does. but he's not just like you know but if he finds yet. out that, that Crane's in his house and put yeah. his feet oh, yeah. up on the couch and had Jason slice up the family photo. Honestly, well, also, you got to throw in the fact, I don't think Bruce knows Jason is alive. He Bruce? doesn't, but let, let's be honest. This is Bruce. I mean, Bruce, you know, again, getting caught up on the plane ride back, Bruce is going to see something about a character called Red Hood, and he's he's, he's just going to fucking click in his head right he away, like, even, holy shit, Jason. He yeah. won't even have to see the, the disinformation viral video. He won't have to even call the, anybody in the Bat family. All Bruce has to do is remote desktop into the Bat computer or pull up his phone. You know all this shit's connected. He's probably got some kind of ring doorbell system all throughout the house. He can look at the cameras. This is Bruce. Bruce yeah, honestly, is- we we don't know if or when Gar stopped sending him those little voice updates. Either. Right. He could have all of those and just be fully caught up. Um, I, I see Bruce being honestly being the first one to forgive Jason because he's going to see everything Jason has done as some somehow him failing Jason. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the fucking up the painting was more like shock value for viewers and the significance of the painting. I don't think Bruce will be that bummed about it. He'll just get it restored. Money is money. Um, but I think, but I think most I, I of think his rage Dick is the one that is like never going to work on a team with Jason again. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. But I think most of Bruce's rage at this point is going to be aimed at Crane. Well, yeah, of course, because he masterminded all of this. <laughs> he masterminded all of this. So, so, yeah, and that's so, why I said is I would like to see Bruce in the end kick the shit out uh, of the yeah, scarecrow. We, we yeah, might I'm, see another rogue, uh, rogue villain death <laughs> before the well, end of this. Season. It's 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 self defense and it's legal if he's in your house. I don't know about in Gotham though. Uh, it's self defense and legal anywhere in the streets. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I will say during that misinformation, we, we did get to see the Bat logo. At least this series version of the Bat logo. Im- immediately spinning off of that, 
more than seeing like Bruce in the bat suit, I want to see fucking Crane in like full regalia. I agree. You got to figure he's the trophy room. He's in, he's in the trophy room. So Boom. he's going to get his Boom. mask back. So we talked about that many episodes back, right? We talked about the fact that he has that trophy case. Jason was in there peeking around, looking at it. And we, we talked about it. Paul, you mentioned he's probably got a newer upgraded version. Maybe, maybe not, but now I mean, yeah, it doesn't something. matter because now Jason can just take him downstairs and he's right there. He's got his, his fear gas capsule. He's got his mask. We will see him put it on. It's almost a guarantee. And he'll probably go ripping around town in the Batmobile. I mean, who the hell? I, I would, I would do that. Wouldn't you take out the Batmobile or the Batwing or the Batpod or any Bat anything? <laughs> Imagine driving around in that thing while it's like dispersing fear gas. Oh god! Oh, that could be just, really, just like be the, awesome. the the hell beast screeching through the streets that that would appear to be. That would really underscore the misinformation or disinformation campaign too. If it was the Batmobile tearing ass through the streets of Gotham, Gotham releasing toxin, you almost got you, it. Almost is the same parallel as like the Arkham Knight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Toward the end, you kind of get the hint that Bruce ended up is using the toxin for it for his his own gains because he starts making the villains hallucinate weird images while he's attacking them, mm-hmm. and that would be freaking awesome if that happened. So you know, going going on to the toxins and, and the and the hallucinogens, as it were. Um, you, you know, we we knew from the last episode that the water supply was going to get totally fucked, and it did. And allegedly, based on their funny math, probably roughly around half the city either drank or exposed themselves. There was a lot of unnecessary math in there. Like, like the opening line was like half the city drank this stuff. Well, there's like 5 million people here. So half the city, that's like two and a half million. Even if it was only 1%, what is that? That's about 60,000. Like, yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> because it sounds credible when you break it down with numbers and data. But now, but here's the thing. Do you guys think that Dick is was it infected by the water somehow? I because think he's he's, he's, he's having some goofiness. He's so, having some hallucinations. I mean, there, but I don't was, re, I don't recall don't we him, see him drinking water like when they're partying. But that's you know that's way before the water was. Contaminated. That's way that's way before the water. Was I don't know. There might though. be a loose connection there potentially. Um, who knows? But he's he's definitely still hallucinating. But. You know, it, it, Barbara calls and says, shut the water off. Kind of weird in my mind that a police commissioner could just make a call or have somebody call the public works and they're going to be like, okay, sure. The commissioner said so. There's I mean, so much red tape to make that happen. She probably called like the mayor and it's Gotham. So like, yeah, it's Gotham that, that you, you would expect that in Gotham. Definitely. Because that's the whole thing about like, everyone's always attacking the water in Gotham. Okay, yeah. You got to figure that Gotham has the most up, most messed up history in, in all of DC, you know, that universe's, you know, landscape. So, People, uh, the mayor getting a call from the commissioner, hey, turn off the water because, like, it's contaminated by uh, scarecrow's fear toxin. He's like, oh, you mean, like, how the Joker's done it? Um, you mean like, how, how everyone enough. else has done it? It's probably just part of the M.O. at this point. The M.O.? Yeah. So I thought it was interesting, though, because she she makes the call, and the whole city is is falling into chaos in some capacity, 
And, you know, one of those guys, when they're doing their little math breakdown, you know, points out you or one of them says, you can't just turn off the city's water. I mean, nobody's <laughs> going to have water. And it's like, didn't you guys see what happened with no toilet paper during the pandemic? Like it was absolute bananas at Target and every other store. So could you imagine the mad rush in a, in a city like that? I mean, we obviously don't live in New York, but I'm sure the folks that lived in New York know exactly what this is like oh, when indeed. you take away a, a critical needed items such as water i mean you need it to to not die let alone to poop and pee and make food and shower and and then on top of that also the weird thing was now correct me if i'm wrong barbara finds out that basically the military is surrounding the, the city right yeah the whole <laughs> the whole city they're cutting this the city off which is just like from dark knight rises they're gonna cut the city like off dark knight rises, which, which is like just like from no man's no land. man's land mm. that's what i was gonna bring up is it's very similar to no man's land and this episode just with everything going on this episode to me truly felt like a comic like mm-hmm. reading a comic you know like we've discussed how the beauty of titans is the fact that it's made it relatable and it's made it grounded yeah. But this is the first episode where I can point out and say this truly feels like this is a comic book. Well, the you know the dream sequence from well the limbo sequence from last episode felt very comic booky in a lot of ways, but I, I I think I think what David means is like we we've seen a lot of this superhero content, be it movies mm-hmm. or shows, other networks, this network whatever and you don't always get to the point where like you have this, this climax or you have these stakes that like you only really see in comics. And like, like this, this is a fucking like superhero ass. (laughs) This is a Gotham ass story. It very much is very much is. I mean, and so much so to your point, no man's land, but also the games, also the movies. We've seen this happen. So many different mediums where, well, all hell's breaking loose in Gotham. Just, you know, cordoned off the city and don't let anybody in or out because fuck Gotham. I mean. Meanwhile, Metropolis. Oh, it's the greatest city of all time. And yeah, Superman's got it. It's no problem. But all of this, you know, gets the Titans back in action. And, and, and then obviously it didn't go so well and people weren't having them in action. So they went in to hiding after this video goes out. Um, and. That, that's where I think the episode really takes an interesting turn for our heroes because not only is they on in hiding, Dick convinces the team that it's a good idea for us to all just turn ourselves in and works out a deal with Barbara. We'll just, we'll just turn ourselves in. I, I really thought just he was going to turn himself in yeah. like initially because he was the one he that was there was the, the one bounty. Do, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he dragged the whole team into it, and uh, <laughs> way to go! Things did Dick. not go well. Yeah, and I was like, going, "Wait a minute, this is a terrible idea." It, it was I, not a good idea. And I kind of get that, basically. Hey, maybe they were trying to parallel it with, you know, uh, Dark Knight Rise, uh, the the Dark Knight, where Bruce decides I'm going to give myself up. Right. But it's all been a plan by Bruce or by Batman this whole time, and I kept waiting to see. Maybe this dick has well, like, a plan. The plan yeah. has a plan. The plan would have worked out where they just surrender, sit in a cell for a little while, post bail and leave if Red Hood hadn't gotten a couple guys in his pocket beforehand. Yeah, because Crane gives him a giant, massive duffel bag full of God knows how much money. 
And he goes and pays off a dirty cop, which is very Gotham-like thing to do. It was, it was a dirty detective who had a couple, like, cop cronies under yeah. him. So, yeah. yeah, it was a good buy. Yeah. And so, you know, it, they they all drive into the Gotham PD to, to turn themselves in. They even took crypto. So I'm thinking... Or are they going to put him in a kennel or are they going to put him in the jail? And why you really think you're going to put Starfire and or Blackfire Superboy. or Superboy? Superboy. That's all you have to a say. Super dog in a jail. <laughs> have fun. That's all you have to say. Superboy. How are they going to how are they going to contain Superboy? Well, they really <laughs> Can didn't. you even like publicize that like you arrested Superboy without having Cadness up inside your ass immediately to get him back. Exactly. I'm like going, um we've been looking for him for months. This is a terrible idea for everybody because as soon as you let as soon as you let them know that basically Blackfire and Star well especially Blackfire. Blackfire especially and Superboy I'm like going you might as well be telling every single villain that we've met up to this point and from all the seasons, hey they're all over here. Do you want to blow up our city now? Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like going, this also has to bring into question. Well, what about other heroes in the universe? They have to be paying attention to this. Yeah, uh, maybe, but it, it all sounded good on paper, or I guess it all sounded good in Dick's, in Dick's head. head. <laughs> but in reality, it went sideways really quick. As soon as Blackfire gets shot and Connor just goes off the rails. So Dude, clearly I was, I was really mode. proud of him for not like deliberately killing anybody. Like, we don't know for sure nobody died, but he didn't, like, just rip people in half and laser blast heads off because he could have. <laughs> he could have destroyed the whole. So I will say to your point earlier in the episode when when they go downtown to try to help deal with the situation. Yeah, he knocks that one guy out with just his little finger just poking him in the head. It was so awesome. But, it, yeah, I mean, he, he can. I was hoping to see a little bit of crypto action. We've seen a couple uh, episodes back. We saw some crypto action. We didn't really get to see any in this one. We did get to see the super clap again. Um, but Connor, Connor's not thrilled about this. So she must have been just an amazing first time lose your virginity. Well, there you go. It was his first I mean, one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his, his first, like anything, he's been alive for like two months. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in his brain and his immature brain, he's probably good. This is the only thing I'm going to get ever, <laughs> ever, ever. So he was, he was not happy, but you know, we see, Barbara, as the team, Gar gets out of there. Gar shapeshifts. He gets the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, tranked on the way out. And, uh, like, doesn't kill anybody. Which, honestly, I feel like is hard as a tiger. Yeah, you think you just want to kill everybody. Well, just, like, imagine being a tiger and interacting with anything and not killing it. I yeah. imagine like, that's being difficult. a tiger that's every day. I mean, think it's <laughs> the same question of Superboy. You know, it takes a lot of mentality to just poke someone in the head and, and instead of punch him and realize that, oh, your your fist is going to go through his he head. He could have poked his finger through the back of his head right into his, his the base of his of his brain if he wanted to with very little effort. But, you know, Blackfire, Starfire, Blackfire taking Starfire's power, I genuinely believed that she did not do that intentionally i i i believed her like like she was getting healed and she grabbed starfire's arm and starfire was like hey let go yeah whatever and then she took the powers but yes i agree that i think that was sort of like a reactionary thing i don't think that 
I mean, the the only thing that could sell me more is if there had just been a line of dialogue of like, well, let me try to give them back. Like, I, I'm I'm not convinced right now that Blackfire did it on purpose, but I do think we are we are immediately up the steps and on the path of Blackfire becoming a different character. I than agree because now she's got. Uh, uh, Starfire's powers and 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 her powers combined. That, that group confrontation we already saw. She does not take kindly to being disrespected. Yeah. So who knows if she's even going to try to give them back? She certainly didn't opt to give them back. But in the whole scene of them uh, fighting, Barbara shoots the dirty detective. He did. I mean, she saves Dick's life. So good on her. Gotta, gotta shoot the dirty D to save that good dick. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be damned if that doesn't come to bite her in the ass. So oh, now yeah. Barbara gets stripped of her of her sidearm and her badge. And she's arrested. And she's arrested. When, when the commissioner of the police force shoots a cop. <laughs> Ouch. Where's Harvey Dent? Where she's gonna need, <laughs> she she's gonna someone. need a lawyer. She's gonna need a lawyer. Or I honestly think that the things are still for me at that point were ramping up. That basically saying I know Bruce is probably go. Bruce is the one that's gonna probably get her out because he has the well, sway. Well, okay, yeah, that that's or they break in, her out in these situations. That is the thing, like to me, that's always kind of more interesting because at the end of the day, like. You know, a scarecrow going to burn the whole city to the ground? Nah, the Titans will save the day. But like, how do we, how do we fix the status quo? How do we, how do we stop the police? Because like, they can stop Scarecrow, and like, the police will still want to arrest and kill the Titans. Like, you got to fix that. Yeah. And like, yeah, you could just break Barbara out of jail, hold her up in Wayne Tower, and she can just be Oracle for the next season and series moving onward. Cool. But like, she's still wanted by the police. Right. Like, you know, where, how do we, how does that stuff unfold? And that's just like an interesting thing to think about, well, in yeah, my opinion. Now we have everything kind of blew up in our faces because now all of the heroes are going to be wanted uh, in some capacity. She's going to be behind bars unless she's broken out. So the team, you know, he even said, we're going to go there as a team. And now just in that moment of bad leadership and decision-making on Dick's part, he's somehow managed to completely blow the team apart in just a matter of moments. Moments out of one decision. Out of one decision. Oh yeah. Shit. I like, because they're all laying low. Um, like he had to convince Superboy, like, "Hey, we you know, no more helping. We just got to hide." Yeah, he has no idea where Gar is. Um, hopefully, I, Raven will tie everybody back together, like pretty you quickly. But that like, Raven he has no will. idea that Corey has no fucking powers right now. Yeah, or that Blackfire just fucking dipped out. Yeah, like the, the whole team is in complete disarray. I I never saw uh, Crypto. Was Crypto in? I, I don't recall seeing Crypto with Dick and and Connor. I don't recall seeing Crypto in this like the scene where they were surrendering. But he was in he there. Was, he was, I, was and, in there. And I saw him on one of the wanted posters, so but, I know that they were looking for him. <laughs> yeah, no, putting the dog on the wanted poster. Lost dog. <laughs> so, you know, the whole team's in disarray, and, and Crane's got the house. Like, who knows what's going to happen, but at least Gar wakes up from his trank state. The Raven teleporting in on him. And just like we talked about in the last episode— her demeanor and yes. how she presents herself is not that she was 
I don't want to say immature in season one. I mean, she's one of the youngest characters on the team. Yeah. So like, sure. Yeah. Say it. But, 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 but she did. No, angsty. it is a proper, it is a proper way of saying she, that she, she was an angsty teenager, but she wasn't like wildly immature, but now she almost carries a sense of grace when she's, yes, she, she's a grown ass bad bitch. But she's not any. That, she's not that much older. Yeah, no, she's but not. Like, the, the, but like two years, a put, shift has occurred. A shift 100%. has occurred, especially in the last episode. We got to see Raven not as the lost kid from season one. Mm-hmm. She's now in control because she's been trained at this point. She's gone through that training with the Amazonians. But how so, much of that was the Amazonian training versus her experimenting well, yeah. and learning from her powers and realizing both, like combat and how to handle herself and like general confidence. I think Amazonians Amazonian. were all about that. And then the rest was kind of like her on her own time, like, you know, meditation, what she was trying to do mm-hmm. with exactly um, with es- Donna, especially it's- trying to figure out, you know, the Amazonian puzzle of the the, the you have yeah. to put this this statue back together <laughs> that was a learning moment that, it was a learning moment and you got to figure that she's probably had multiple of those while she's been training so, the whole time it's just her stacking stones yeah because the the her her whole her whole goal from last season was she's going to try to figure out how to fix donna that was her goal and in doing so she had to go to the mascara and go under this rigorous training with the Amazonians. So when she shows up in this one, I was like really psyched because she's not that, you know, what you were saying, Steve, like that angsty, you know, lost kid who needs the Titans to save her or guidance or guide or guidance. She doesn't need guidance. Now she's the one that's going to be just like what you said, Paul, probably that glue that brings them all together. Now the question is, is like, Okay, where does that put her in in regards to the team dynamic? Mm-hmm. I I was I was worried for a long time about like what what are they going to do if they bring back um you know Donna and Raven? How are they going to do that? What you know if you wait till like the end of the series? Like what's the what's the point? And like I, I had so many concerns, and like they were all for nothing because like they are doing this just like very right, having the whole team like blown apart, like blown you guys apart. said. Um, and then having Raven and Donna showing up like right now to be like the the two types of glue needed to like pull everybody back together and move forward. Yeah. Like I'm I'm really excited to see these characters shine in the next episode or two. I agree. And just to see where like everything goes. And while while, you know, like we talked about how the story of Dick Grayson is about him trying to become the leader of the Titans, he needs moments like this where he fails. This is a this is a moment that he fails as a leader this because was, it's his one decision that basically put him in that situation. He's made several errors in judgment as a leader and arguably this has turned out to be the biggest. And we thought maybe some of the previous decisions he had made would be the big one. This one This one's the biggest one. This one's the biggest one. And it, it, and it, it's well paced because you got to remember this is coming off of Bruce initially telling him, Hey, be better than me, be better. And and he's made some big missteps and this is the biggest misstep by and large. Um, and you mentioned pacing. So 
this season has been a roller coaster, like an emotional roller coaster. The the first three episodes alone were like na- uh, breakneck speed, speed just for them. And then we got a little bit of like a lull and not that the lull was bad. You needed some time to catch your breath. And then you'll get another episode or two where it's just bam, bam in your face and then slow it down again. And last episode was kind of one of those lulls, but it was a good introspective about death and dealing with death. And then we get, bam, right into this one. And the whole episode, you're just like, shit, there's so much going on. But it wasn't overwhelming. It was just intense. Yes. So I'm, I'm wondering if the next episode, we might see a little bit of a downslope in, in, in the pacing so that we can bring in Raven, we can bring in Donna, and they can start possibly to bring back Bruce. Possibly. Like we've, we've got, well, we got, we've got to get episodes? everybody on we the have same three. page. Yeah. And like... That's that's easily an episode. We've got yeah. three episodes to get the team on the same page, deal with Bruce, uh, really find out if we're ever going to see some kind of closure this season with the team, whether it's through Gar or whatever, figuring out how Jason came back or if that's even something that's addressed or matters. Um, but, but also, how are we going to deal with, um, with Crane and everything that's going on in the city just in three episodes. That's the thing is like, do we have to, can we leave on just this massive cliffhanger? We can, but I don't want to because there's like a solid ass year between seasons. Yeah. I know I that's can't wait problem. that long. I, I, I text Paul and I'm like, I, I, I can't do a year of fretting over this, but we already know from stories that had came out and we talked about this previously that the actor playing uh, Scarecrow didn't uh, go over so well on set with some folks. And, and allegedly he's he was not asked to return. I would hope that this cl- this story arc does close up some ties completely by the end of that next that third episode that's left. Yeah, because um, I can't see another actor fill in these shoes. I don't, I don't want to see it recast. I want them to at least book in this story arc. If Jason Todd and Red Hood carry on, awesome. If the team carries on, awesome. If there's fallout, awesome. But there has to be some what, closure. What if... And, you know, I, we'll see where it ends, right? We'll see how what fits and how how it feels. But if they if they were to continue the story or continue using the character and they recast him but he was wearing the mask. Would you be they as do upset? A Doom Patrol? I, I, they do a Doom Patrol, basically. You're telling me that, I would still Paul. be upset simply because it's not just how he looks. He's brought so much depth mm-hmm. to this character um, and so much nuance. I mean, again, I just thinking back to that scene of him dancing to Inagata DeVita and just the subtleties of every part of that performance and what he said and... Or even, or even like in this episode, that. when he enters Wayne Manor, that is like, yeah, what the, f- that's a WTF moment. You, you can't just replace him. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to do our final thoughts and our scoring. Yeah. 
Free stuff is awesome. But free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. And we're back. People on Twitch are like, what's going on? Um, so, David, why don't you go first with your final thoughts? My final thoughts, it's amazing to me that in comparison, because I wasn't here last week or the last episode, both episodes are polar opposites for me. Like, the last episode needed to build itself up because of certain things that I have issues with. But in the end, I liked that last episode here. You liked the last episode because somebody's fucking dead for good in your mind. Well, yeah, but also how they dealt with certain things. But then, so the score worked itself up here. It's the opposite. It started really good. But then as I was starting to see the divots, then the score started going down Mm. because potholes do bug the crap out of me. And, And like some of those issues that you guys mentioned earlier in the show they started gnawing at me. I'm like going, okay, how did she get here? Where the frick is Bruce? Why is she dressed like this? Where the frick is Bruce? <laughs> Where the frick is this guy? Where the, where the heck is he? And then like, even with some of the, some of the Titan moments, I was like left going, okay, so I, I'm guessing this was Dick's master plan to just give himself up. Okay. Not a really great plan for, for everything you've learned up to this point. Dick, but then you know it started evening itself out. So my score at the end came to an eighty-five. That's okay. only because I I really I in the end of the last episode I gave it an eighty-seven, and then in the end of this one I'm like I can't grade this one above the last episode. So okay. eighty-five, which is unfortunate because there was so much to love about. Yeah, this there's episode. so much to like. It's just that it's death by a thousand cuts. If if there's like too many potholes that make me stop and think, okay, are you going to address this? Are you going to address this? I don't want to stop and think. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Paul? Um, So for final thoughts real quick, do, do we see Blackfire again? Is she just gone for the season and like she'll resurface next season? I think she can just up and take her powers and be gone for the rest of the season. I mean, are are we going to fix that situation in three episodes? I don't think we can deal with. I don't think we can. Honestly, so like I, I wouldn't be surprised if she's just gone until next season and then her big role as a villain like unfolds. Then that's possible. um, But anyway. I mean, yeah, a lot happened in this episode. I liked a lot of it. I'm I'm jazzed about the buildup. Um, there there were a bunch of 
what were we calling them? Divots? Because they're not Divots. plot holes. They're not plot holes. And I expect to get those answers. They just didn't come yet. And so it like kind of irks me. You but- know, to use like Ryan's not on the show, but when I think of the plot divot, it's like when you swing your club on the tee of the golf course and, and you just bury the club right into the fucking... He yeah, Ryan just, is a bad golfer, and you just um, <laughs> and you just make that giant divot. Um, that's that's what I think of. But yeah, you still it's, it's easy to fill. You just put the grass back, and it, nobody can tell. No one can mm-hmm. tell. But it's a problem at the moment, right? Uh, so yes, there were there were several things that I would have liked to get answers to, but like I I have faith that they are coming, um, and so for that I'm gonna go like low but not as low as david i'm gonna do like an 88 okay fair enough i can't add anything more to what you guys said i'm actually kind of in between you guys i was gonna go 87 um lots to like about it and and you know what maybe we'll be surprised and and we'll we'll come in next week and they will have rectified all of this they'll put the grass back down and they'll tamp it in place Mm -hmm. and and maybe it'll make us reflect on these scores. And go, you know what? Maybe it all worked. We were just not. We we didn't have enough faith. We weren't enough like George Michael. So, who knows? <laughs> exactly. So that's gonna do it for our episode tonight. As I get hummed out. Um, <laughs> now it's in the George Michael song, right? I'm not doing that's it wrong. Not, no, no. That's not George Michael, but I'll take it. That's yeah. a whisper. Uh, yeah, careless, careless whisper. Careless whisper. That's not George Michael. I fucking blew it, guys. I'm sorry. But I'll still take your humming me out. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to do it for tonight's episode of DCRB Titans Edition. Big thanks to Paul, David. Oh, <laughs> there yeah. Is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Remember, you can always catch all of our past DC on RMD episodes on DCONRMD.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Check out George Michael. Check out Careless Whisper. Check it all out. We'll see you next week. Who are you, bitches? Mother of God! Would you look at the time when you came here? You had an hour.